Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Really? Uh, sure. Okay. I'm Josh Clark. That's Chuck Bryant. Hello. Hello. I think I said the same thing last time. I think you did. Hello. Right. What a jerk I am. <laughs> Hi there. That's much better, Chuck. What's <laughs> up? Spice it up a little bit. Sup? Maybe uh, get the phrenic nerve irritated. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Perfect. So taxidermy, Chuck. No. Oh, we already did that one. Yes. Yet. Okay. Um, we're talking about hiccups today. Uh-huh. Yeah? 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 <laughs> Chuck, what do you know about hiccups, man? Have you ever had them before? I have, Josh. And I will talk about a famous bout of my hiccups later. Okay. When we talk about being drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but should we go ahead and set this up? Yeah. Um, Chuck actually has a uh, fairly ticklish constitution when it comes to hiccups. <laughs> uh, and he has in his hand a beep brand root beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's about to open it and try to give himself hiccups because he says that it doesn't take very much. So we're going to see. That's the beep brand root beer. Opening. Sometimes drinking a carbonated beverage will many times will induce hiccups. So right. my goal is to have hiccups through the episode. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Here he goes. He's he's drinking the root beer. He's chugging the root beer. Look at him go. Look at you go, Chuck. Oh, he's got a look of grim determination on his face. He's taking two long sips so far. He's looking at the root beer. Excuse me. And there's a little burp right there. This is hiccups, Chuck, not burping. I got nothing. Now, well, keep trying. His eyes are a little watery. Yeah, I feel it. Uh, and um, he's. You can take a take it faster, faster sip. He looks pain. He's got some carbonation in his lungs. It looks like man. It's not working. You gotta finish that. You have to chug. No, 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 no. I don't have to down it. Chug. I'll do, I have that cold thing now on my chest. Well, actually, cold is one way that uh, hiccups are um, activated, I guess. Yeah, and I think that's what happens when I drink the soda. That's what happens. Yeah. How disappointing. Nine times out of ten, I'll get hiccups. The one time I need them. Don't worry about it. We'll just have Jerry put okay. some hiccups in. We'll say, oh, look, listen, there's Chuck hiccuping. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Crazy. Let's give some uh, hiccup facts, shall we? Oh, wait. Listener request. Okay. This is must be Fan Appreciation Week because we did two in a row. And yeah. this is from Jess in Portland. Thank you, Jess. And she was all, what up with hiccups, yo? Is that what she said? No, of course okay. not. Okay. All right. Uh, Chuck. Yes, sir. Did you know that you have a lifelong specific hiccup pattern? I did not until I read this, and that is way cool. Yeah, I don't know what mine is. Oh, as far as recognizing it? Yeah. Yeah, I've never charted mine. No, and I couldn't find anything else on some, uh, you know, an additional uh, outside research hunt. Right. Um, I couldn't find anything on that, on specific hiccup patterns, like if there's five or six or right. uh, if it's just, you know, there's as many as there are people, that kind of thing. Sure. Like your fingerprint. Right. And snowflakes. <laughs> uh, there's also uh, the fact that the average hiccup spell can last from a few minutes to a few hours. I've uh-huh. never had one last a few hours. I start to get angry after a couple of minutes, oh, and yeah. I'll just take a huge deep breath, and that usually cures it, actually. Yeah, I've got my cures, too, but I'll talk about those later. And there's actually, um, you've heard of people who have um, horrifically long bouts of hiccups, right? Yeah. There's actually medical terms for these. If your hiccups have lasted... Um, 
I think, uh, longer than 48 hours. Yes. They're called persistent hiccups. I would agree with that. And then if they lasted longer than a month, they're called intractable hiccups. Yeah. And this is actually, I found out, um, that's very prevalent among uh, patients with AIDS. Intractable oh, really? hiccups are. Yeah. And I found a study that said uh, that at least in one patient, uh, medical marijuana, or I guess even just plain marijuana, cures it. Interesting. Yeah, the, they had the patient. I think in Spain had uh, intractable hiccups, and uh, tried marijuana for the first time in his life, and uh, it cured it. And then I think 24 hours later, it came back again. The patient used marijuana a second time, and that was it for huh. the hiccups. Wow. Yeah. You know what? What people with intractable hiccups call their hiccups? Hell, those <laughs> bull. Hiccups I can't get rid of. Wow. Yeah. Chuck, That's nice. a medical term, too. <laughs> nice. Wow. Um, my face is red. I'm blushing a little bit. Oh, please. That. Chuck, Josh. there's a question that's plagued humankind. Can you tell it's the 21st century? I said humankind. You also said plagued. Plagued. <laughs> plagued humankind. Um, for millennia. And that is, why do we hiccup? And actually, we don't have an answer for that. No, we don't. No. Uh, uh, the Greek physician Galen uh, hypothesized that it was um, angry emotions that, that were created in the stomach coming out. Yeah. It, it's a stab. It's, it's a shot at it, right? I, I love the Greeks. It's as good as any others. And actually, I found another, um, another explanation that was uh, posited in 2003 by researchers at the Petit Saltpetriere. Hospital in Paris. Very nice. Thank you. Um, they hypothesize that w- us hiccuping is an, a relic from our time spent in the very distant past as amphibians. Okay. They said that there is a very uh, close similarity to gill ventilation, which is how amphibians breathe. Right. Right. Sure. Uh, because they also have lungs, so they have to close their lungs to breathe. But they also uh, they have gills as well. Right. Right. And then the, the water has to pass over the gills without going into the lungs. Right. So they take a short, quick breath, and their epigl- epiglottis closes. And we'll talk about how a hiccup works in a second. Sure. But the, the gill ventilation in amphibians and hiccuping in humans and mammals, by the way, um, are very similar. So they went a little further and said, and you know what? Here's, here's the drum roll part. Right. Um, the brain circuitry that controls gill ventilation in amphibians is still present in mammals. What? Yeah. So they're wow. saying that they think that this is a, um, it's a relic left over from our very, very, very ancient past. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I also thought was interesting was the uh, recapitulation theory. Yeah. Or part of it uh, proposes that fetuses actually use hiccups as part of their respiration before their lungs are fully developed. Right, and they actually do. The theory part comes in as to, to why, um, and right. that is that basically it's that it's the, it's akin to how we learn to crawl before we learn to walk. Right. Or we can crawl before we can walk. Yeah. We can hiccup before we can breathe normally. We should start saying that. You know, you got to hiccup before you can breathe. <laughs> People would be like, what? People would be like, hey, we're the low men on the toilet. I knew you were going to say that. Um, and that that's actually supported by the fact that uh, preemies spend 2.5% of their little preemie life hiccuping. Yeah. And that's a lot more than regular full-term babies. Yeah. They're sitting there like, like I don't have it hard enough. I have I to know. hiccup all the time. I weigh three pounds and I'm hiccuping. Give me a break. And apparently um, 
hormones can play a role in hiccuping. Women who uh, who are in their first two weeks of their menstrual cycle hiccup more um, than pregnant women do. True. Uh, so there's a whole grab bag of questions attached to hiccuping. You're more likely to hiccup in the evening? Exactly. And you hiccup less as you get older? Yeah. I think that's all the little factoids. Right. So we, we've got all these, this information, no answers whatsoever as to exactly why we hiccup. None. I kind of, I, I, I subscribe to the recapitulation theory, frankly. Do you? Yeah. Um, but we do know what happens. We do know the physiology of a hiccup, right? Yeah, that's the easy part. And it all comes down to the phrenic nerves, which, after reading this article, I have concluded the phrenic nerves are the sissiest nerves of all. Yeah. Yeah, the vagus nerves are in there too. I found out uh, they, if they get uh, annoyed, then mm-hmm. you can hiccup as well. Right. So the phrenic nerve, right? Uh, it controls the diaphragm, and the diaphragm is that muscle yeah. that goes over your big belly. Yes. And under your uh, rib cage. Yes. You're, so it's it's in between the uh, stomach and the abdomen, uh-huh. right? It goes down when we inhale. Yeah. Try it. It goes up when we exhale. So it helps out the breathing process. Yeah. Did you, you hear that horrible struggle for breath? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah. So when we are breathing, we're, we're taking in air through the nose and the mouth, right? Yes. Hopefully. And it flows through the pharynx. Yeah. Past the glottis. Hello, glottis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, into the larynx and trachea, which uh-huh. eventually terminate into the lungs, right? Right. And then it follows a opposite path on the way out as we exhale. Sure. Now, that phrenic nerve that controls the um, the diaphragm uh, is, as I said, kind of sissy, a little sure. prissy, yeah. kind of a punk. Uh-huh. Uh, and anytime it gets irritated, well, I shouldn't say anytime, but when it's irritated, uh, it can induce an abdominal spasm. That's a hiccup. Well, that's part of a hiccup. A hiccup is a quick, short breath we take in because our uh, our diaphragm is spasming, right? Yes. Um, and then what makes the hiccup sound is the epiglottis, that little piece of tissue that covers the glottis and keeps, you know, um, this beet brand root beer from going into your lungs when you're drinking it. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. Closes all of a sudden. Uh-huh. And there's your hiccup. That is what a hiccup is. Yes. Right? The end. <laughs> what are some of the things that can... Uh, cause that little phrenic nerve to throw a tantrum, Chuck? Well, Joshers, there's only a few things that can cause this. Uh, one of the main things that can happen is that you overeat and you've got a full stomach. So you're swallowing too much food or air. Uh, your stomach distends and gets all fat, and it pushes against the phrenic nerves. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you ate too much. Hiccup. Right. So that's one way. Yeah. Uh, another one is um, add hot food, spicy food to that. And you're you're doubling your chances because it hot foods will irritate your phrenic nerves as well. And the last thing is uh, smoking is not good. Excessive smoking and drinking can also cause hiccups. Or like we proposed with my uh, thing with the with the coke and the root beer, um, a rapid temperature change inside the stomach, like drinking something really cold or really hot. Right. So that can all irritate the little wuss uh, phrenic nerves. Phrenic. <laughs> I almost said frantic. I think it is a little frantic, if not hysteric. It should be the hysteric nerve. Right. And then stress and emotion on the uh, psychological side, that can cause them too. And mental illness too. I couldn't find anything on this. I saw a couple of mentions that mental illness uh, is linked to hiccups, uh-huh. right? But I couldn't find any um, anything further than that. But I did find out that you, you can use uh, chlorpromazine, which is an antipsychotic to cure uh, long-term hiccups. 
Did you know that? No, I didn't. So that, that kind of points to mental illness a little bit or some sort of connection. Interesting. And mental hiccups. Yes. Another layman's term for OCD. Really? Yeah. That's a good band name, too. Mental hiccups. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of lame. Yeah. So my story, since we brought up the drunk thing, was I famously had hiccups in Athens one night. And this is after I graduated. I went back to uh, see the Flaming Lips at the 40 Watt. Uh-huh. And I had hiccups for about six hours straight. And uh, I had imbibed a bit much. So it was kind of one of those nights. It was... uh. I was the butt of many jokes because I was walking around and kind of doing this, and it, it you know it, it lasted forever. It was awful. What did Wayne Coyne have to say about it? He said, "You need to be hit to death in the future head." Oh, okay. Which is one of their albums? Sure. That just made that up. Oh, he didn't really say that. No, but it is one of their albums. I'm sorry, I lie so much to you, Chuck. Let's say that you've um, eaten a lot of Indian food. Mm. You've Smoked half a pack of cigarettes. Mm, no. Drink a quart of Crazy Horse. Okay. And uh, you followed it with a big old glass of coffee. Gross. A You're glass of coffee. A glass. <laughs> you, you have no regard whatsoever for the sensation in your hands. Right. Um, and your phrenic nerve is going berserk. Berserker like a mad Viking. Yeah, on mushrooms. Um, what are some of the things you can do, aside from taking you know antipsychotics to cure hiccups? Are we getting to the cures now? I think so. Because, boy, there's a lot of them. There are. And even if we read 20, we'll get a 1,000 more from people. I was going to call for it at listener mail. Yeah, we'll get them for okay. sure. Um, there are a few medical things that have been, uh, well, nothing has been proven to be more effective. It kind of comes down to the person. And I think a lot of it's mental. Like well, yeah. If you think one of them will work for you, then that's the one you use, and that might work. People aren't exactly sure how, but mental distraction actually can cure hiccups, right? That's true. Um, especially if somebody comes up to you and demands that you hiccup on the spot. Yeah, I've never heard that one. Um, you, you haven't? No, like if you've got the hiccups, they'll say hiccup. Right. Well, what if you just hiccup? And you're like, dude, that's my problem. Right. I'm hiccuping. <laughs> I didn't say it was good, but okay. I'm just saying it's been shown to cure it in some people. They like, should go up and say, don't hiccup. Right. <laughs> Like I said, I've, I've, uh, I can draw in a big breath of air and that usually cures it. Right. That's not my method, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that. Uh, the, most of the best home remedies that actually work stimulate the nasopharynx, and that's a part of the pharynx behind the tonsils, and, uh, like drinking from the opposite side of the glass, you've heard that one, mm-hmm. biting into a lemon or pulling on your tongue. Sometimes that will actually uh, stimulate the nasopharynx, and that'll work. It's also you can also just do it with your tongue itself, the tip of your tongue. If you rub it against the very back of the roof of your mouth, yeah, tickling the roof of your mouth. Uh huh. That that can help. It can. It also keeps you from yawning. Interesting. Or tickling. Period. They say. <laughs> if you're a ticklish person, get someone to tickle you. Right. And you might just forget about hiccuping. And if you're not a ticklish person, you have no soul. <laughs> That's true. Uh. Most of the the breathing things um, might work because you're actually interrupting your respiratory cycle. So if you do the paper bag trick, or down a glass of water really quick, that's that's the reason why that'll work. Mine is I do the same thing with the breath thing, but I don't inhale and take a big breath. I exhale every bit of air I can, mm. and then put my hand over my mouth and close my nose, and literally go till I'm about to pass out. And then I'll breathe, like, try and breathe very calmly when I come back, and usually that'll work. So you do the exact opposite of what I do. Well, you draw in a big breath right. and then hold it? 
you exhale all of your breath and yes, hold it. Yes, that's what I do. Crazy. But both ways, I think we're interrupting a respiratory cycle. Chuck. Josh. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts of medical um, treatments, right? Some are, uh, some are cool, like antipsychotics or medical marijuana. Yeah, this is if you are have persistent or intractable hiccups. So. Right. Yeah. If you, you know, start yeah. hiccuping and immediately get in your car and go see a doctor, <laughs> it's gonna, what is wrong with you? But that being said, uh, it does. Uh, it it is advised that if you have hiccups that last for forty eight hours, yeah, do go see a doctor because it can be kind of a problem. When you go see the doctor, in addition to possibly prescribing antipsychotics. Medical marijuana, depending on your state, uh, the doctor may also prescribe a digital rectal exam. I knew that which was coming. I think that that <laughs> kind of falls into the mental distraction category, really. Maybe we're not talking ones and zeros here when we talk about digital. No, we're talking about something you might the digits of your hand. Yeah, might find in prison, perhaps. Digits another <laughs> another term for fingers. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why that would work, but apparently I'm that telling you, it's the mental distress. You're like, whoa, whoa, and <laughs> right. what hiccups? You know, Moon you River. suddenly have a much bigger problem than hiccups. <laughs> uh, they will sometimes tap or rug, uh, rub the back of your neck, uh, massage the cartoid sinus, which is in your neck. Um, carotid. A carotid. I think so. What did I say? Cartoid. I like cartoid. <laughs> it is carotid. You're right. Uh, or apply pressure to your eyeball to stimulate the nerves of your diaphragm. But we should also COA here and say, don't go mashing on your eyeball too hard. That's not very smart. No. You can pull on your tongue, but don't mash your eyeball. Or stick, sticking your finger in your ear sometimes will do it. But also, don't stick something foreign in your ear and, uh, you know, massage your brain. You don't want to do that. Nothing bigger than the end of a football. Is that what they say? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought you were just making that up. No. Um, there's also surgery to basically disconnect your phrenic nerve or parts of it, make it a little less prissy. Sure. Um, and there is also emptying your stomach through a tube inserted into your nose or mouth. That's pretty harsh. I think I'd rather have hiccups. Yeah. I say that, though. I've never had them for 48 hours or more, though. No. I can't. Well, imagine when you sleep, you're still having them in your sleep. Ugh. That'd be awful. Let's talk about a couple of people who have slept through hiccup bouts. Okay. Right? Charles, uh, Chucky Osborne? I don't know that this man had an actual life as far as a quality life goes. I imagine he got used to it. You think you would? At, for 68 years, yes. But isn't it annoying, though? Isn't it, Aren't hiccups one of those things that you just can't help but find annoying if somebody around you has hiccups? Like, it almost brings out, like, this anger response in people when it doesn't go away fast enough. Yeah, it's annoying, but like I said, Charles Osborne had him for 68 years. He had him from 1922 to 1990. And uh, they estimate Guinness, he's in the Guinness Book, of course, uh, that he had 430 million hiccups over that span. And I'm curious if, if uh, he died in 1990 and this, that was the end of the run. Well, I don't know, or if he was just cured. I'm sure we can find that out. Uh, there was also a Florida teen named Jennifer Mee. She hiccuped for five weeks in 2007. I actually remember that one. I do too. And then she was on the Today Show, I think. Oh, uh, really? So she stopped for a little while, and then they returned a few weeks later, much to her dismay. And um, I think she does not have hiccups any longer, though, which is good. She, well, yeah. Uh, another couple of people, Josh, another Florida person, uh, Jamie Mosley, hiccuped for eight months, and David Willis of Northern Ireland. Uh, had two unsuccessful surgeries with a five-year hiccup ordeal. Yeah. That's awful. You had the surgery, and it still comes back. Yeah. Could you imagine anything worse? Two surgeries, and it still comes back. Well, that's what would be worse. Yeah. 
Uh, if you uh, want to learn more about hiccups, I would recommend pulling your tongue, eating a spoonful of sugar, and moving from Florida. Yeah. Drink in moderation. Yes. Oh, wait. You know what? There was one more that I used to do, and I think this is all mental. I was told that if you strike a match and then put the match out in a, in a glass of water and then drink that water real quick, that'll do it. Weird. But I think that's the water drinking method combined with just a, some mind games, personally. Or sulfur. Well, I thought about that. I don't know if that's true. Okay. If you want to learn more about hiccups and see some cool uh, diagrams of a diaphragm, you can type in hiccups at the handy search bar at HowStuffWorks.com, which means it's time for listener mail. Josh, I'm going to call this one uh, goaded into being on listener mail. Goaded? Goaded. This guy goaded me. Goaded. Basically dared me to put him on listener mail. And you fell for it. I was like, you know what, dude? I will. You can't <laughs> you can't reward that kind of behavior, reverse psychology, Chuck? Okay, Josh and Chuck, I've made no secret of the fact that I think your podcasts are great. I have also openly declared a singular mission to achieve global notoriety by getting you guys to say hello to me in listener mail. I don't know about global notoriety. Eh. He, he was written in a few times, and I, I didn't fall for it, so I finally to keep him from emailing me again. That's why I'm reading this. I've noted in uh, recent weeks a pattern in your way to choose. You choose your mail. You invariably choose mail from those of younger persuasion, generally in high school or below. So premise one, you must be young. I've also noted that you tend to like the mail that is either written poorly or in some form of broken pigeon English. Premise two, use bad English. I would also like to suggest that while you are often balanced and seemingly devoid of ego-related behavior, <laughs> if, he he talking if he about? only knew, uh, you love it when people claim to be a big fan. Well, of course we do. Um, it inflates our ego. So premise number three, say I'm your number one fan. That actually has nothing to do with listener mail. Uh, finally, there usually has to be something slightly witty, but not more witty than you. <laughs> This guy is dead on. Oh, that's not true. I love it when people are funnier than me. So premise number four is be smart, but not too smart, which is not true. I've come to realize that I am not young. Indeed, I think I'm about your age. My English is pretty good. I did go to university, so one would expect a certain level of literacy. Is he British? Uh, No, he's not. He's Australian. I am well aware that while a fan, I am most likely not your number one fan. In fact, I'd be very disappointed if I was your number one fan. (laughs) Because I am not that good at being a groupie. Uh, finally, this is the strange one to type out. I think I'm smart. Not Hadron Collider smart. I've read Chaucer smart, but certainly smart enough to keep up with you guys. Even typing that feels weird, he says. Hmm. So, not willing to be fraudulent, I will simply continue to send you one-off, slightly funny things I come across in the hope that one day, just one day, you think of me and say hello with something funny added. Mark from originally from Wagga Wagga, Australia, now in Sydney, and now you have to add something funny. Wagga Water is pretty funny. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Thanks, Chuck. If you have something funny to say, Chuck and I like funny. You you can be funnier than us if you dare. Uh, send it in an email, right? Yes. Oh, and don't forget if you have like a hiccup remedy, I'm sure we want to hear those. <laughs> Put in an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the howstuffworks.com homepage. 
Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?